0: gxp podcast chatting with the coolest people from across the midwest who do some awesome things we've been at this a minute and that's the podcast thanks for coming out see you next year yeah we love it now here's your host brian lee That's right. Welcome to GXP Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to everybody who has been listening so far. And um, yeah, we have a super special show today. I'm super excited about it. Uh, we got Bern Paul in the studio. Yeah! <laughs> what up, Burn? How's it going? How you doing, man? <laughs> How are you? Doing good. Um, we were just listening to one of your songs off your latest album, um, that is uh, titled The Great Vehicle. Yep. And um, it's, it's like, some of the most soothing music I've ever heard in my entire life, man. It is so great. Like, um, you can tell you put a ton of work into it, man.
1: Uh, yeah, that was years in the making.
0: Yeah? Like, how many?
1: It feels like <laughs> a decade, but it's probably closer to, like, six, seven or six. Six or seven years? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and your dad uh, mastered it. Is yes. that correct? He yeah. did a lot of the
1: mastering, um, a lot of the final EQing and such. So
0: yeah. So shout out to Curtis. Yep. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's your uh, executive producer. Uh, is yep. that what you would say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: So, uh, yeah, my most recent album you were hearing in the intro, my song Seventh Convergence, um, and that song sort of represents the convergence of all the different musicians and, uh, influences I've had throughout my life. Um, largely a guitar player named Richard Leo Johnson, uh, is a acoustic guitar player, finger style, similar to like a Andy McKee type of guy, uh, does a lot of thumping and stuff like that. Um, and at the, the end of the song, uh, features my mother, Alma Drake, as well as a friend, Rick McCarty. Um, and it's a sample from a song called Planes, which was, um, off of a soundtrack actually for an Italian film producer named Francesco Palladino. Um, and, uh, my father recorded the sound of that whirring synth noise that you hear in the background. That's actually a synth or it's <laughs> not a synth, a, uh, a harp, a harp. That, yeah. Wow. A harp that was placed, um, it was placed in a field and the wind was blowing through the strings and it makes that, uh, ghostly noise that you hear. Um, and the, uh, the experience of uh, visiting with Francesco um, was a pretty influential
0: part in my life. That's amazing. I mean, honestly, like, that's how you made that sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a family deal, too. Yeah, it is. You know, you got your mom uh, uh, on here, and your dad's the producer. Yep. Props to you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you did all this in your in your home, uh, your home studio. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that's super impressive, man. Um, You know because it sounds really, really good. Oh, thanks. You know, Um, you know, I don't, I don't know whatever. Let's see here what everybody else thinks, but uh, um, I, I really enjoyed it to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, I've been listening to it. I, I go to sleep at night listening to it. Wow. Um, and it just kind of plays throughout the night. Um, and, uh, yeah, so where can we find it, man? Well, a lot of it's on Bandcamp. Um,
1: that's where you can purchase CDs and such. Um, it's also some of it's on YouTube. Some of it's on SoundCloud. Uh, you can follow me on various social media like Twitter, Instagram. And Facebook.
0: what are those? Just, just burn no no I know what those are. <laughs> I know what those are, man. I'm just saying, like, what's your handle on those? Handle? Oh boy. Uh, I think
1: it's at Burn D Paul. B Y R N. Yep. B Y R N. Yeah. So, I have a weird name.
0: I think it's a cool name, man. Thank you. You know. Um and so it's Burn D Paul on uh Instagram, Twitter, uh Facebook. Yep. Uh, yep. be. Okay, B Y R N. So if anybody's out there that that is looking for it, that's what you're looking for is B Y R N D Paul. Yep. And uh he's got this great album out called The Great Vehicle. It is amazing. Um Byrne. Uh <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this, right? You know, like, uh, when did we meet? We met, like, what, like 10 years ago? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it,
1: probably longer ago. Maybe, yeah, yeah. We were mutual friends with um, uh, Arsalan, wasn't it?
0: Arsalan Monowar. Yep, yeah.
1: Yep. yep. Um, we kind of met through that. We met at uh, back when you were managing at hy V.
0: Um, I don't think I was a manager yet. I think it was at Marion Hyvee. Yeah. I, I was just working for Glenn.
1: Yeah. That must have been it. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah.
0: You and your pops would come in, and, and you guys were um, big beer people and, mm-hmm. so, and whiskey people. Yeah. And so we, we talked a lot. Uh, you know, it, it took up hours of my day sometimes. <laughs> it was awesome. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, I, I always look forward to you guys coming in. And you and your dad are really, really tight. Yeah. Like, like best buds, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what I'm getting from it, you know? And Curtis is uh, a great man. You should see him. He's got this long gray hair and just uh, an extraordinary looking man. <laughs> and so, you know, like when he walks into the room, you're just like, oh, who's that? He's somebody, you know, or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you and your pops used to come in, and uh, we would chop it up about beer, about whiskey, about uh, whatever, and um, and then I ended up moving stores, and uh, you guys followed me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> no, that was super cool, man. So you know what's your what's your take on on uh, like. You're you know the craft beer scene right now, the the craft whiskey scene. I don't know if you're still into it or not. I'm mostly tuned out.
1: Are um, you? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, I I still find some cool stuff once in a while. Um, I think after uh, I used to have this whiskey show with my dad and some friends yeah. called the Three Whisketeers, and dad and I had a show called Both Barrels. Uh, that went on for a while, but we got kind of burned out on it. So. um We uh, kind of took a break from whiskey and all that, and then uh, COVID happened, and that also made things really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But we're getting back into it again. We're uh, finding some cool stuff and experimenting some more.
0: I was gonna say that, like your guys' whiskey wall was the most impressive whiskey wall I've ever seen. And I don't know if it was a set or if it was all real, but I think it was all real. It, it was know?
1: all it was all real, but we used it as a set. Right.
0: Yeah. No. It it was super neat. Um. And you guys, you know, dropped knowledge uh, upon knowledge, um. With with everything that you guys um. Uh, Learned about whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, uh, and how many years did you like spend uh, learning whiskey um, and, and and craft beer for that, too?
1: Oh, boy. Well, probably started shortly before I started working at Hy-Vee um, and then I just carried on from there, um, learning little bits and pieces about from uh, local craft brewers and also um my father's always been into scotch yeah um whiskey in general but he's always had a thing for scotch he's like scotch especially like Morangi. i think that's how you pronounce it i think so yeah something like that um
0: i I was a wine and spirits manager for years and i still don't know how to produce or uh, pronounce pronounce, that correctly yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) it's something like
0: that yeah so, um, so let's get into that real quick. Um, uh, you became uh, of age, and <laughs> and uh, I offered you a job at Hy-Vee. Yeah. Um, over at Mumford and Road Hy-Vee when they built on the addition over there. Yep. And um, I said, hey, you know, hey, why don't you come over and work for me? Um, was that your first job?
1: Uh, my my first job was working in the uh, kitchen of Habiba. Indian and Pakistani oh, yeah. cuisine. I was a dishwasher there. Um, and uh, That's
0: how you know the monowars. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, I actually, Zeeshan and I go back way, way, way long. He was my neighbor back when I was living in uh, Wellington Heights oh, years yeah. ago. I w- we were like, we practically grew up next to each other for a while. Um, let's see, where was I? <laughs>
0: Well, your cool first, up, job. Right. Yeah, we're first talking, job. Yeah, yeah we're sorry. talking about your first, job, first you know. job. No worries. Lose track of time. No. So first job. Um yeah. Which Habiba was a great uh, restaurant. I used to go there with uh, Arslan. Or yeah. not Arslan, but uh Yasser.
1: Yasser, yeah, sir. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, great place. I miss it terribly. I yeah. especially miss the chai. Um
0: The Naan is
1: what i miss. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. The uh yeah, my uh second job though was working at Hy-Vee. Yeah. Um it was uh it was
0: fun. Well, here's here's a little bit of a backstory on that. So, like, I had you come in for an interview, and HR was like, Hey, um, Byrne, I don't think he's going to work in Wine and Spirits. I think we're going to put him in the kitchen because he has kitchen experience. And I said, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, I want him over in my department. And, she, and uh, the HR lady, uh, uh, God rest her soul, Linda, she's mm-hmm. not uh, around anymore. But uh, um, I, I was like, You know, give me six months. And we'll, we'll see what he can do. And then uh, I remember she came up to me and was like, okay, I was wrong. Oh. He, he, he's amazing. Uh, you did such a great job at High V. Like, honestly, like, you ran circles around a lot of people that uh, worked there for years. And oh. You killed it, man. You know? Oh. Yeah. After you left, I missed you. I was like, dang, man, where's Byrne? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: I kind of missed it, too. I was going back to school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I understood. Yeah. You know, um, I had... Uh, um Nate Lang with me mm-hmm. um and you know we were a great team and I think all three of us like really clicked really well and I hope we made you feel comfortable there because it seemed like you really found your groove you oh know? yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah would you like what would you like most about that job
1: there were certain customers that I really liked yeah. and I miss them yeah. remember
0: Mike Lang
1: oh yeah I remember Mike Lang God
0: rest his soul you know oh. he passed away um Almost two years ago. Oh yeah. dang! Yeah, you know, but Mike Lang was great. He yeah. was oh, he was a firecracker. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The customers are the best part about working in a retail environment like Ivy. I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, in, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, do you have a favorite story from a customer that you you, you might, might want to share? Oh boy, I'm on the spot now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all good. We'll we'll put on the Jeopardy music for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Boy, I don't know. I, I remember there was this one time I was selling um was something that always stuck with me. And it was just a funny thing that someone said. I was selling, um I was checking someone out and we were offering like these Freedom Festival packets yep. or something that was going on. And I asked the customer, hey, do you want some Freedom Festival packets? You know, we're selling them. And he said, no, thank you. I hate freedom. What? I know, and that always stuck with me. Um, I always thought that was kind of funny. He hates freedom, yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was a great way of telling me, like, no, 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 just yeah. no, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was great. All you had to say
0: was no, yeah, <laughs> I know, <laughs> Cindy, no. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, man. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you probably had to deal with quite a bit because you worked uh, a lot of the shifts. Um, you know, I, I'd work during the day and you'd work a lot of the evening shifts. So I'm sure you've seen a lot, you know, when you when you went in and and manned the register and, and the shelves and helped customers and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember some weird, like a few weird things happening. But it seemed most of the really weird stuff happened when I wasn't there. Yeah. Other people were there to tell
0: about it. There's a lot of theft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but what can you do with that? Right? Yeah, it's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> I know, man.
0: All right, man. So that's how we know each other. Uh, Bert and I, um, and his father Curtis, um, you know, met uh, through beer and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gave you your second job. Yep. And you rocked it out. And uh, you went back to school. So you had to. Uh, you had to leave us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you left us uh high and dry, so the, the, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm totally kidding, man. Mm. <laughs> it's just you, you were our our best employee, in, oh. in my opinion. So now we had Stan there too, like, we love Stan's Stan. cool. Stan's I think great. Stan's still there, I think actually. he is still there, yeah, you're okay. right, you know. Um, so we, ha- we had all that, but enough high V talk, you know, shoot, you know, I got uh, I, I do a comedy show every Thursday night, I produce, and uh, one of the uh, comedians called me uh, DJ Brian Hive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, he's not wrong. Oh, he's not man. wrong. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, man. Let's get back to your music. How many albums do you have out right now? You know, I thought it
1: was uh, five, but I guess it's six. It might actually be seven. <laughs> if
0: I think about you, it. You got one that you're missing. Yeah, some. <laughs> well, <you laughs> got. Like he, he has them laid out in front of him here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, you know, talk to me about the process of making these because it's a very intricate process that you use. And I follow you on social media and and watch some of your expert, uh, um, you know, uh, clips and everything that that you use to make your music. And it's it's very unique. Uh, you put a lot of work into this. A lot of uh, a lot of pedals, a lot of filters. Yeah. Yes. So, can you explain some of that? Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
1: I like experimenting with sounds, uh, finding unique electroacoustic instruments, um, odd synthesizers that make uh, pretty noises. Um, I like. Uh, I also like granular synthesis. Um, I can't explain what that is very well. I was just going like to ask it, what that it is. Takes, it, it's like it takes um, tiny micro-samples of a sample and plays it back, um, and you can use it to get some really weird skittering noises, or you okay. can use it to get like some nice textural uh, washing sounds, and that's what I tend to use a lot. I use that a lot in my albums, uh, Melatoner 1 and 2, um, as well as the album I did with Weston, Adam,
0: yeah. Graves
1: yeah. on Standby, and a little bit in my most recent one, too.
0: Yeah, uh, the sounds are amazing. Um, you, you have a very unique ear, and the, the type of music that you're making is, is trending pretty big right now. So, Is it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I, I mean not, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't yeah. You don't you don't do it for the masses, you do it because you want to make music. And yeah. that's the cool part about it because you can tell by the amount of uh effort and the time and work that you put into it. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. You can hear it in in your music, man. And it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So go through your albums real quick here. For uh, us.
1: My very first one. Was this one, Human Infestation? It was like a progressive rock thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, there's some nice moments in it, but it was definitely my first one. So, right. you know, it was a little rough around the edges. Um, Who produced that? Uh, my father. My, right. my father was involved in producing most of them. Um, I think I released that one back when I was working at High v And then shortly after that, I released uh, Melatoner One. Sorry, melatonin. One, um, I think
0: I have that one. Yeah,
1: you don't have human infestation. I don't.
0: I don't think so. Well, you're not
1: missing much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. It's. It's. Yeah. It's all right. Um, the. Uh, yeah, this one. One of the ones that I'm most proud of. I think it was um, during a period in my life where I was not as jaded as I am now. I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, how so? Hmm? How so?
1: I had a more positive outlook on things to come. I guess I don't have yeah. too negative an outlook on things to come, but it feels like uh what with all of the chaos that's happened in the world especially recently, yeah. um it's draining. <laughs> it's really draining. It is. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, there's a it's a very pretty sounding album. Um and where and, can they find all these? Oh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Band okay. Yep. yep. So um, make
0: sure you guys go to uh, Bandcamp and check out Burn D Paul, B-Y-R-N-D, Paul. Yep. And uh, download his albums and pay for
1: him. He needs it. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one I did, actually, I think I may have released this one between the other two. Um, this one I did with Weston Adam. Um, he's someone I've collaborated with multiple times. This is Graves on Standby. Um there's also some very pretty moments here as well but it's uh more dark it's like a dark ambient album it's supposed to be like kind of scary and hard to listen to at times
0: um I think I have that one too I I did listen to that one for sure yeah it's it's
1: spooky um my friend Weston he's um now a perfumer um he's also released a book called ideology and understanding is
0: that a job a perfumer which? i'm not sure what
1: you'd call it he uh he makes frequent fragr- fragrances, fragrances yeah, right? yeah yeah he's a uh, perfumer I've yeah never heard yeah that before he's uh he's doing some amazing stuff i'm wearing one of his scents right now called monoliths and dimensions which is named after an album by a band called sun um it's a it's a very lovely smell he's producing some amazing stuff um where's which, he out of right now i think he's living in st louis yeah i think he's from colorado originally um, but we met in Cedar Rapids, and uh, we've been good friends ever since. That's Great awesome, friends man. ever since, actually.
0: I've never met uh, a centologist. That's yeah. what I'm going to call him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: wish I could remember the name of his uh, company. I think it's uh, Phronemia... Ronemia, I think. So. It's something like that. Something like I'll that. I'll try to remember what it was. We'll, <laughs> what we'll, it is. we'll put it on the graphics, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> at yeah. the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. After that, uh, oh boy. What did I do after that? I think I released Dual Wielder after that, which was like my other progressive rock album. Um I I was really proud of this uh, at the time. I'm still pretty proud of it. Um something I guess I've always sort of struggled with with my uh, making music is just consistency in sound because um, I tend to do a lot of different things and then try to meld them together in some way. Um, and I think I was still trying to find like this my sound when I was making this album. So it's a little bit all over the place. but there's some uh, there's some cool stuff
0: there. Yeah man.
1: Yeah. And then after that I released my second Melatoner album. Yes, I yes. remember that one for sure. Yep. 100%. Yep. Um this one's also very pretty although I think um it's not I don't didn't have the as positive an outlook when I made this one as I did this one. So, so it's a little darker. you said
0: Melatoner?
1: Melatoner. Yep.
0: That's the 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 category of music it is. Uh
1: that's just what I called it. You know, melatonin is like the, the chemical in your brain that helps you sleep or the Correct. the pill that you take to help you sleep, I yeah. guess. So I, I called it melatonin because I thought it was, you know, relaxing. So it's it the name I gave it. Yeah. yeah. Name I gave it, pardon me. Okay. It, yeah.
0: I just didn't know if that was like an actual, like, term, you know, nope. or category no, no. or anything.
1: I, I'd consider it, I guess you could consider it ambient music. Um, something that I experiment with, Um. I, I like experimenting with, like, weird time signatures once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this album, I used uh, bars and meters of different time signatures over the top of one another. Uh, and what that means is that th- they would sort of repeat at different intervals. Right. And it was those changes that sort of added uh, extra development to a song. So you could have, like, themes repeating against one another, and they wouldn't necessarily get too boring, even though they were repeating a lot. I don't really know the best way to describe no, it. No, that's guess a it's, great uh, <laughs> way to describe it, to be honest uh, with you. It's, it's uh, I guess you'd call it polymetric, not polyrhythmic. It would be polymetric, Okay, sort of
0: how you'd describe it. Man, just getting schooled on my own freaking podcast here. <laughs> like, you know, like th- this man knows his audio for sure. Uh, like, you, you sit uh, in your studio, uh, like... Uh, yeah. I when do. you're not working, you're in your studio. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Um, I also released another album with uh, some friends of mine named Men Behind the Sun. Uh, I'm trying to think of where that was on the t- timeline. Um, and I can't quite remember. Name of that album was Clipping Teeth. Uh, it's very harsh. Ooh, it's a hard album to listen. to. Makes yeah. me like, oh my God. Yeah. It's Ugh, uh, no. it's not a pretty it's uh not a pretty album, but uh I had a lot of fun making it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: What was so much uh different about that album and uh compared to everything else?
1: Um I I guess I was outside of my usual realm. Uh typically I try to make music that's um pretty and pleasing to listen to. And this time I was trying to make something that was like transgressive and harsh and gritty. Yeah. Gritty. yeah. yeah. And it, it is. Um, yeah, there's some weird stuff on that album. Um, and it doesn't, it never actually got a physical release. Um, so yeah, you can find that on the men behind the sun band camp. That's where the, the if you really want to hear it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you really want to hear it, you have
0: all these CDs here, and yeah. I can't play a single one in anything in my home or in my cars. I, I've noticed <laughs> you know? that's a
1: that's a theme recently. Yeah. I'll give uh, I gave like several copies to friends of mine, and they were like, "Oh, that's great, but I don't have a CD <laughs> <Yeah>. player. <laughs> we gonna listen. No to one it. does. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy how that happened."
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, well, it, you know, they just kind of got phased out. Uh, uh, I suppose so. You know, and all the cars, like, you know, nobody has a CD player in the car. My son, he bought like a 2006 or a 2008. He's like, oh, it's got a CD player. Sweet. I yeah. was like, for what CDs? He's like, I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: It's all aux cords now. It is. Yeah. Um, or Bluetooth. Or Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, uh, it's wild how the progression has, like, uh, it was so quick. Yeah. You know, I remember when CDs came out, Mm -hmm. like, coming from cassette tape to CDs, right? You know, this is, like, the early 90s. Um, And it was just like, whoa, man, you could have a whole disc, and we had to have, like, entire books of CDs in our car. And, like, motherfuckers would break into your car and steal your CDs. And then you had to have it, like, claimed under insurance because it's like, well, I have... $800 $800 of CDs in there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God, you know, you, you weren't around for that in the uh. 90s. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Your uh, uh, latest album here. Let's talk about that real quick. Come yep. On. The Great Vehicle. The Great Vehicle. Yep. That's it? Yeah. That's all it is? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the what? Great Vehicle is like, um, it, it's everything I've talked about leading up to this point. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the song that you heard in the intro, Seventh Convergence, um, I think kind of represents that best. It's like a convergence of all the different uh, themes that have been in my music leading up to this point, kind of like mashing them all together in a way that's actually coherent. Yeah. Um, a lot of this album, it's, uh, it's relaxing, like the Melatonin albums are. Um, But there's a lot more progressiveness to it as well. So it kind of bears some resemblance to um, my progressive rock stuff, although it is really more um, electroacoustic, ambient-esque kind of stuff.
0: So making this album, what did you do different uh, compared to what you've done in the past? Boy, what did I do different? Well,
1: um, I, I played most of the instrumentation. Um, I played uh, cello, viola, um, a lot of weird foreign instruments. Um, I layered them with uh, a lot of MIDI instruments as well. Uh, I acquired all sorts of weird sound making tools that I implemented into this. Uh, I don't know if there's really anything that I did different. With this, it, it was more like a combination of uh, the work I did on Melatoner as well as like Dual Wielder and um, my other stuff. So, um, not sure if it's really different. It's just sort of a uh, just an evolution of where I was before.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, how many instruments can you play? Uh, well. <laughs> All of them? <laughs> oh, no, um,
1: I don't really have any, like, woodwinds or anything like that. No brass yeah. instruments. Uh,
0: I play... Uh, any reed instruments or no, anything like that? No, no Okay, no, so it's mostly string Mostly stringed, stringed instruments
1: yeah. and percussive stuff. Um, I, uh, I played, yeah, I, I actually bought a cello to make this album. Cello and viola to play this album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh
0: out and buys a cello anymore. I know, like, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, like where do you even buy a cello at? Uh Schultz Strings. Oh. Schultz Strings oh, yeah. in Cedar Rapids. Yep. That's okay. where I bought my, well, shout it's out a to nice them. yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a it's a nice student grade cello. Nice. Um I thought it sounded really nice on this album. I thought it sat well in the mix. Uh what was I saying before?
0: Uh we were talking about how many instruments you how play. many instruments Yeah.
1: I play. Boy. Well, I specialize in guitar. Yeah. Um, I mainly play guitar and guitar-like instruments. Uh, another instrument that I play on this is the Goden Multi-Oud. Uh, the Oud is a uh, Turkish instrument. It's fretless. Um, I play it on Serpent Samsara as well as Sophia Samsara. Um, it's, uh, it's a really warm-sounding thing. I like it a lot. Um, I haven't played it much since then. but uh, So it's fretless, you said? It's fretless, yes.
0: So basically, um, what 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 does that mean to people who don't play guitar?
1: Oh, boy. So <laughs> uh, fretted instruments, um, pitch tends to be like more accurate on fretted instruments because like there's a, there's a fret um, indicating where a pitch should be played. But if there isn't a fret, the position where that pitch is becomes more open. So sure. if you wanted to, you could play pitches between pitches and do like weird microtonal stuff. Okay. Um, it also produces like a more sliding, um, I guess glissando kind of kind of like a
0: like a steel guitar type thing. Kinda.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a yeah. s- pedal steel, which I mm-hmm. also played on this album. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> what don't you play? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Woodwinds, brass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't play any of that yet. Well, next album yeah, probably you'll yeah, yeah, we'll you'll yeah. get on it. Yeah, You'll be on a trombone. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, you know we'll see. <laughs> I'm like, is that a trumpet burn? <laughs> <laughs> well, you challenged me. Yeah. So <laughs> Every challenge you've ever gotten, uh, I think you've uh, exceeded with, so, you know, <laughs> for sure. Mm. All right, so um outside of music, man, what do you what do you like to do for fun or do you just sit in the studio all day or you know, I mean, what what happens in Burns'
1: life? Uh, I spend so much time generating AI art right now. AI I do a art. lot of that. Um, it's machine learning art. Uh, Basically, it, it's a uh, it's a very like low input, high reward activity. Um, actually, the uh, the cover of this was made using uh, the cover of the great vehicle, as well as the background, were made using AI generated art. Um, I use an application called Night Cafe, and basically what you do is that you put prompts into a text box. Um, I think the prompts for The Great Vehicle were uh, Magical Bird Mechanical Cage, and it generates images based on the words that you put into it. Um,
0: So is it like an app?
1: Yeah, it, it's an application. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a program. Um, Night cafes, what the one that I use. Um, there, I, I don't know a whole lot about like the details in regards to like machine learning, <laughs> so I'll, I'll uh, try not to speak out of my ass too
0: much on that. But um, this is fascinating to me, to be honest with you, man. It, I didn't I didn't know that all this was generated because you just put in certain certain you know text. To an image, yeah, or yeah. To an app, right?
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. I think someone's coming in. Yeah,
0: they're trying to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're on a podcast right now. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> okay. And just uh, hey, it's our time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah. This is uh. So all the art that you see for this is machine learning generated. I also used um that to make the album cover for Melatoner Two. Um that's it's kind of a haunting picture for Melatonin or i like that one a lot yeah
0: you weird. use the exact same like uh application for that
1: so for this one i used um nvidia had like a ai generated painting app that they were using for a while um i can't remember the name of it i think it may have been like da vinci or um something so, like that so where did you remember. learn this
0: where where did you come up with this you know because i've I mean, I guess I'm not, uh, what do you call it? Um, I, I'm not a graphic design artist or whatnot, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Well, neither am I. That's why I use computers to do it. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> People just roll up in here. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I guess I learned about it from friends. Um, they were using AI generated stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, from there, I just, I can invest hours into making stuff like this. Um, and it's gotten better, like more accurate since then. You can make all kinds of crazy stuff now. Um, it's, it's both, um, it's both amazing and also kind of frightening, Um, A lot of it's getting, like, super, super, super photorealistic now, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, really photorealistic. It's getting to the point where, like, uh, you'll see an image of something, and you'll think there's, you know, there's no way that that's real. And it's not. But, you know, people may try to pass it off as real, yeah.
0: So if I typed in my name, Mm. do you think it would generate me? Mm. (laughs) Maybe. How
1: How many pictures of you are there out there? Bro, <laughs> my uh,
0: my my Facebook reaches two hundred thousand people a month. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. maybe it's, it's it probably. I I just didn't know if uh, you know, something like that would would generate. You know, yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. You type in your name, and all of a sudden, there's your face, and yeah. it looks like you. Like it looks like a real picture, but it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's for, getting, getting kind of weird. <laughs> it's creepy to
1: think about. Uh, the other thing that people are doing now is um, the uh, the voice replication. They're uh, taking sound samples of people speaking and then yeah. using that as a basis to make, um, to have them like read off all kinds of things. Right.
0: It's... I've seen that on Joe Rogan. Like, they've done it to Joe Rogan. Yeah. You know? And and he doesn't say those things, but they're making him say it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: man, that's scary stuff. It is
1: terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But it's also, um, it's exciting in some ways. Yeah.
0: I can see that for sure. Holy cow, man. So you do this um, not only for your albums, but do you just do it for fun or do you do it for other people or do you sell it? You know? Uh,
1: A little bit of both. Um, I, uh, I uh, helped my mother with some um, design stuff for a website that she has. She's, um, she's a sound healer. Uh, Alma Drake Sound Healing and Arts uh, is, I believe, the name of her domain. Um, I, uh, I helped her with that. A lot of it's just for fun, though. Um, it's, it's kind of like a mild, uh, it's a nice dopamine rush, I guess. And like I said, you don't have to really put in all that much effort. Um, I think that's the reason why a lot of real artists are bothered by <laughs> by AI art. I'm sure because you know they've been putting in their thousands of hours to to do this stuff, and now suddenly you can just type words into a box and get something that actually looks you know halfway decent. Decent,
0: yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the artwork behind you right now, um, it's actually Laura Castro. Yeah. Uh, she's a, an amazing artist uh, from. Uh, Jersey, and <clears throat> ended up here in Iowa, and uh, that that piece sold for like 15 racks. Wow. Yeah, it's so they're still trying to figure out the logistics on how to, you know, create it up and and send it over to Europe. No, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm gonna miss that piece. Uh, Dang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it,
1: it's uh, yeah, it's really cool, actually.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and all the artwork here in the studios is done by her. So wow. I mean, not that or not the beastie boys yeah not that, that. Not, <laughs> no but like actual artwork yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah um we have a new piece in that back room there i'll show you before you leave so well, that'll be pretty cool man sweet yeah so what else do you like to do besides um freaking me out with ai art? <laughs> <laughs> um
1: boy uh i game a little bit but not that often yeah gaming isn't that interesting uh what do you play <laughs> um Boy, what do I play? Uh, <laughs> That's how interesting it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I tend to just get, like, super deep into a game once in a while until I lose interest in it. Okay. Um, I'm really excited for the next uh, Zelda release, Kingdom huh? of Tears or something like that. I can't remember. But I liked Breath of the Wild a lot. I sank, like, probably hundreds of hours into that.
0: What console do
1: you use? Uh, I use Switch as well as Xbox One. Okay. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, so uh, my, my son had, like, seven of his homies over last night, and they mm-hmm. all brought over their own monitors and Xboxes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn near crashed my internet, basically. At a LAN party? Uh, pretty much, wow. yeah. And they play, like, Call of Duty, and man, it was like, at 4.30 this morning, I woke up, and they're still cussing at each other. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know if awesome. you remember meet my son. You know, he was... Pretty young, you know, but yeah, he he's, he's he's a, he's a, an adult now. So wow. I know, yeah, he's eighteen. So dang, I know, right? <laughs> That's how <laughs> long we've known each other, Burn. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we find you again on social media, my guy?
1: Uh, yep, I'm on uh Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. You can look me up under Burn D Paul. That's P A U um, L, of course, and um. Yeah, I, I think that's everything Man, I had to talk about.
0: You know what? Uh, you are an extraordinary man, and I'm so glad to call you my friend. Uh, we, we've we known each other a long time, and I am super proud of what you're doing. And I'm super glad that you decided to come on and, and do the podcast because I know that this is completely outside your box. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, you did great, man. And uh, I tell you what, man, I, I cannot wait to – Hear and see everything else that you have coming up here in the future and uh, reach out to me anytime. So, ladies and gentlemen, Burn Paul, yeah! yeah!